And of Yamaraj, and of 
may Sudras, whose main servant wives are called Sudranis, 
Sometimes people who have very lusty established relationships with such maidservants and sweeping women since in the higher status of society, they cannot indulge in the habit of woman hunting, which is strictly prohibited, prohibited by social convention. Ajahn Mill, a qualified Brahmin youth, lost all his political qualities because of his association with a prostitute, but he was ultimately saved because he had begun the process of bhakti yoga. Therefore, in the previous verse, Sukadeva Goswami spoke of the person who has only once surrendered himself at the lotus feet of the Lord. Mana Krishna Padara Indayo. Or has just begun the bhakti yoga process. Bhakti yoga begins with Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, hearing and chanting the Lord Vishnu's names as in the Mahamantra. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Hare Hare. Chanting is the beginning of Bhakti Yoga. Therefore, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu declares, Hare Nana, Hare Nana, Hare Nana, Hare Yoga Yulam, Kalona Sheva Nasheva Nasheva Kitir Anjitara. In this age of quarrel and prophecy, the only means of deliverance is chanting the holy name of the Lord. There is no other way, there is no other way, there is no other way. The process of chanting the holy name of the Lord is always superbly effective. But it is especially effective in this age of Kali. Its practical effectiveness will now be explained by Sukadeva Goswami through the history of Ajahn who was freed from the hands of the Yamadutta simply because of trying the holy name of Narayan. Preaching Maharaj's original question was how to be freed from falling down into hell or into the hands of the Yamadutas. In reply, Sukadeva Goswami is citing this old historical example to convince Richard Maharaj of the potency of Bhakti Yoga which begins simply with the chanting of the Lord's name. All the great authorities of Bhakti Yoga recommend the devotional process beginning with the chanting of the holy name of Krishna. Tamanama Sai a
one requires a transcendental or a spiritual process to arrive at a spiritual destination. It means it's, it's, it's out of the material world. And that activity has to be, has to come from the, the transcendental realm. It can't be a material, a material activity will only generate more material activities. Huh? And so the activity that gets us out of the material realm, out of the material world, has to be a spiritual activity. So we have to learn that. It can't be generated out of a material environment. It can only come from the transcendental or from the spiritual realm. And that's why the Vedic the literature describes the avatars. An avatar means one who descends, one who comes from that spiritual realm into the material realm to, and, and that's explained in the fourth chapter When Krishna comes, either himself personally or in his various expansions, then he has a purpose. Prabhupada says the reason why we study the the reason why we study the Vedic pictures is, is to understand what our purpose is. Life has a purpose. It's not a haphazard uh, occasion. So, um, that transcendental process is illustrated in in the Vedas, that's sort of the purpose of the Vedas. Well, the Vedas have many, uh, what do you call it, sections, I suppose, uh, many areas of study. There's the Ayurveda, which deals with health. Right? There's the Dhanurveda, which deals with warfare, right? destruction, <laughs> killing your enemies. Uh, Green of the milk, right? Green of the milk, 
or as, as it's described by Sukhadeva Swami, the, the ripened tree, the, sorry, the ripened fruit of the tree of Vedic knowledge, right, the, the ripened fruit. So, you know, out of milk, the best part is the cream. Hmm? Uh, you don't get cream in milk these days. They churn it all up so it's homogenised. Uh, and then homogenisation was promoted when I was a kid. I remember saying, oh, homogenised milk, ooh! Uh, but all that really is, it's actually a way of making more money. Uh, so, um, but I remember when, when I was a young boy living in Elizabeth, which was, keep in mind that in the previous town that we lived in, which was in, in really in country, South Australia, uh, the house that we lived in, a little place called Francis, we didn't have any electricity well, in the house. <laughs> and, and there were kids coming to school who were, who would come to school must have been five miles I suppose uh, miles in those days they'd come to school on a horse and wagon uh, and the horse would be tied up uh, outside that place because you know the, the headmaster's residence was on the on the, on the property where the school was situated. And the uh, MacArthur's, I think the kids were, came and a horse and wagon, three of them. Then they tied the horse up with a chaff bag so they had a day and he'd stand there all day while the kids were at school and do it at night. Because you know, in rural India, this is, this is just normal, still going on today, but in, in Australia it was. So the milk used to get delivered, and the, the milk, uh, um, the baker, the, the bread, and the, the green grocer in Elizabeth, in those days, were all, all of them had uh, kind of like a wagon, like a caravan, it was kind of like in the shape of a caravan from what I can remember, but it was pulled by a horse. Uh, and um, the green grocer used to pull up that side of and it's like that in India, but I remember in Noida, we were staying in Noida, the first time I went to visit in Noida, and then the Sabji was walking down the street. Sabji! Yeah, heard that? Sabji! So anyway, the green grocer would come the milk. And the milkman was interesting because the milkman would, he'd be running like everything between the houses, and a horse knew where to stop the milkman. And in those days, he used to leave the money out. Right? You'd leave the money out, and the milkman would then know what you were, and you know, everybody had the same order, but the milkman could tell by the amount of money that was left out on the doorstep what was required for the day. Right? 
I think we used to get two pints of milk, and that was, you know, a pint bottle, glass, glass bottles with with a, a aluminium foil tops. Uh, and on top, there always used to be the cream. Uh, so, first one up in the morning, especially in the summertime, uh, we'd get the milk, and um, you could have cream on your cornflakes. <laughs> I remember it's one of my favourite things I suppose was to get up early in the morning, get the milk and get the cream. It was the best part of the milk. And there's nothing like fresh cream and stewed apricots on your cornflakes. You ever tried that? Not the stewed apricots. What did you have? Stewed apples. No, it was just uh, the cornflakes with the milk. We used to take the top off so you could use it as a to flick it through the air very gently. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was toast and veggie like things, depending if it was doing my father or my mother. But uh, I remember those days with the horse and it would stop. Yeah. And, uh, simple life. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, very simple life. It's still like that in India. So, the cream, the cream is the best part. So Sukhdev Goswami describes the cream of Vedic literature is the Puranas. Because it's condensed everything, the, the essence. And so the, the uh, mentions here that the, the um, And the word here is Puratanam. Itihasam, the history is Puratanam. The very old histories are not disregarded. Even though they may not be chronological or they're not sequential. But the, but the essence, the, 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 the meaning of the stories. Well, the stories themselves have been selected because of their meanings and because of their teachings. Because the teachings echo or reflect or, or they describe the means, the, the, they describe the means by which one can get from the material to the spiritual. And this is, this is important, this is Vedic culture. Vedic culture is, and, and even Dhanurveda or Ayurveda or Jogdish or what, all of these different sciences, <clears throat> the underpinning or the underlying principle of all of the scripture, scriptural information, is to support the pursuit of a balanced life. To arrive at the at spiritual destination. And, and you know, how to use the material to arrive at the spiritual by using, by using the material facilities that we have. Because we, you know, we can't deny that we're in the material world. 
and we have to work with the material facility. But then that's the art of Dharma, if you like. And it's why the, the Amataras and, and the, 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 the Sadhus and the, the Guru specifically give the teachings and instructions based on the principles that are given in books like uh, the, the Puranas. And why we study specifically Bhagavad Puranas, sort of by base that there are basically three types of Puranas. Those for persons in low ignorance, predominantly those in that, predominantly in, in low passion, and those in low goodness. And the Bhagavad Purana, Bhagavatam, is one of those from the Puranas in low goodness, and in fact it's considered to be the top ones. Um, without any blemish or any fault. So the um, story of Ajahnya has been selected and is part of the
purification, because it's a science to chant Hare Krishna. Uh, and if you are hearing properly, uh, you are actually hearing, then what will happen? If you are properly hearing, what will you do? But a Hare Krishna cookbook is more than a cookbook. 
Because it tells you to chant Hare Krishna <laughs> and to offer you food. Right? It's not. Which is part of which is part of this process. Uh, it was I was suddenly being purified. And I didn't really know how to, well, in the cookbook it says you know you chant, you chant these prayers, what is it? Uh, uh, Namo Mahavadanyaya Krishna Prem Padayate Krishna and Krishna Chaitanya Namne Guru Tvise Namaha and Namo Brahmani Dabai Gaur Pramahita Chaitavita Krishna Gaurvita Namo Namaha So I told you how to offer the sequence of the prayers and so forth. And that's a, you know, that's that's a, that's a smooth, that's a, that's a transcendental activity. But, I didn't know it at the time. I didn't realize what I was doing. I said, oh, this is pretty, pretty spiritual to do this. <laughs> but it has potency. This is a... And this is, this is you know, the benefit of association. And what we, why Prabhupada put so much emphasis on book distribution, do even think about it, because in the instructions of the Bhagavad Gita, the instructions of the Srimad Bhagavatam, or even in, you know, uh, in, when we're chanting Hare Krishna, what's the fourth offense? What's the fourth offense in chanting Hare Krishna? Blessing the Vedic literature, the literature in pursuit of the Vedic version. So even a simple little cookbook is literature in pursuance of the Vedic version, right? So we shouldn't, we shouldn't diminish or minimize its potency for us, the power of those instructions, because they're part of this Shruti, Shmiti, Puranati, Pantaratra, Vikimbina. Gives us the, the, the guidelines or the rules, if and, and they support especially the chanting of Hare Krishna. It is a process. This is the uniqueness of, of the Sanskrit language. The, the Sanskrit is a, a language that is designed to convey instructions and, and advice and a, a, a description of the um, internal, you know, the, 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 the subtle development of, of spiritual understanding. So it has a vocabulary that's able to describe the practice and the, the feelings and the emotions of bhakti, which you don't find in, in other languages, right? It's a subtle science, and it, it has the vocabulary and and the and the literature, right? especially the literature that describes all of these experiences that or practices. Spiritual activities 
the elevators from the material to the spiritual realm. Of course, that's the chain of Hare Krishna also. You know, it's interesting, Ajit Tripura was talking now, devotees are asking about, you know, it's the end of Kartik and they've got to break in fast, and then all of a sudden what happens? There's an eclipse on the last day of Kartik. Well, what's the standard response? What's the standard response for this conundrum, <laughs> this dilemma? Chan Hare Krishna. Yeah, it's Chan Hare Krishna. <laughs> <A tape of laughs> right? This is a transcendental process. Huh? And we follow the rules. If we follow the rules, we don't follow the rules of this one and that one. Right? This kanda, that kanda. There's so many. And especially, you know, this is why Prabhupada found it easy to, to preach to the Westerners because they, you know, they were interested in spiritual life. They wanted to make spiritual advancement. Prabhupada said, here's what you do. And so they said, okay, that's what we do. That's what they did. They just followed. Prabhupada's instructions. And who does Prabhupada follow? Prabhupada follows Rupa Goswami. So the instructions that Prabhupada gave were that here's the 64 items of devotional service, do that. Right? And so you find in, in Prabhupada's teachings, you know, throughout the Bhagavatam and whatever, you know, Prabhupada never talks about eclipses and fasting and all this kind of stuff. Okay, he does talk about fasting, but what? A policy. Uh, and even then, a policy was practical. Not starve yourself to death. <laughs> right? And try to chant more rounds than you possibly can. Uh, but, you know, take some Kushanam, chant 16 hours, and go and preach. Right? There's, even back in Siddhartha, when we talk about it, Feed the brahmacharis rice on the colosseum. Get them out on book distribution. Uh, it's very practical. You know, because for a Bengali, if you can't eat rice, then he's back to be a dead man. I remember I, I went to um, one of my friends, he's uh, a lady from Mayapur, uh, from Sevakonj. Lives either near Maktinotakul's house, his family, and uh, they invited me to their place. He was a Pujari here, I've forgotten his name now. Brother Fasil River, very nice lady. And um, uh, they cooked, you know, a traditional Bengali lunch, which is, you know, of, of, of the cuisines of India, Bengali cooking. Got the oil special, actually. You know, when you go to this place and you get the local style of cooking, it's, you can't get it. Because everything's cooked, everything's fresh, cooked in season, from local ingredients, usually. 
And it's fresh, so it's just amazing. Anyway, they cooked parboiled rice for um, this lady. And I wanted to know what it was like. Because <laughs> I didn't give me any of it, you know, being a lusty person. I was looking at what he had. I was playing a play for Bashar and it was, you know, unbeatable. But they gave him some hardball rice, big blade of rice. And I said, what about that rice? Can I have some of that? They said, no, 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 you don't want to eat that. <laughs> we're going to be eating it on the Because, you know, it's like rice for the workers. <laughs> it's quite hard, well, not hard to digest, but it's really. So Prabhupada, you know, what is known, so that we take what we're doing is, you know, for the sake of preaching, don't worry about the rules and regulations, get out and do more distribution. Right? So Prabhupada emphasized preaching, which is the, the essence of what we do. You know, we have those, those slogans, what is it? Books are the basis. Um, what is it? Preaching is the essence. Um, purity is the force and utility is the principle. Yeah, so books are the basis. Preaching is the essence of what we do. So, Papa didn't make those up, but he, when, the, when somebody presented Papa liked it, liked that. That was his mood. And then Prabhupada didn't encourage us to get distracted by this ritual and that ritual and other rituals. So part of they're part of I guess Hindu culture, but not really Eastern culture. And then this is what tends to happen a little bit is that our the Indian devotees bring some of their that's why Prabhupada found it a little bit difficult to preach in India at when he was, because people already had their preconceptions as to what spiritual life was. When he went to the when he went when he went to the West and was presented straight Bhagavad Gita, straight Srimad Bhagavatam, straight Chaitanya Charitamrita and the nature of devotion, right? Then that's what the that's what the devotees embraced, because they didn't know anything else. And Prabhupada appreciated that. Simplicity in his his Western disciples. They weren't. You know, he tells the story about the 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 Vienna uh, Conservatorium where they teach piano different. And that you know the teacher would ask the student, "Have you already learned how to play the piano?" You know, trying to gauge how long it teach them. I say, "Yes, I've already learned." So it's like, "Okay, it's going to take long to teach you," because they already had these preconceptions. Whereas those who don't have any preconceptions, okay, oh, it's going to be easy to teach you. Right. So we see this, you know, when, you, when there's a conundrum like, you've got to break the fast, but there's an eclipse, what do you do? Uh, the get all faster. So I know Chich Rupert's been, you know, most of the last day of Kartik, Archman people, on WhatsApp, you know, they're all going to say, what do I do, what do I do? So we, what we do, 
we reached one and we followed Prabhupada and Prabhupada didn't bother with any of his stuff. Eclipses and whatever. And you know, what the, the only story that Prabhupada teaches about eclipses is, well not the only story, but you know, the, what's the main story that we teach about an eclipse? Two stories. Which okay, what's the most what's the most prominent? Yes, Lord Chaitanya's appearance. What was everybody doing? Okay, they went to the Ganga, they were taking bath in the Ganga, what were they doing? They're chanting Hare Krishna. And Lord Chaitanya's appearance is meant to usher in the new Dharma of what? Chanting Hare Krishna. So, you know, if you're having a problem on the eclipse, the story is fairly clear, you know, chanting Hare Krishna. And, you know, we should follow the KISS principle. You know what the KISS principle is? Keep it simple, stupid. No, we have a one for that. Keep it simple, so. <laughs> Keep it simple, just follow the problem. That's what we do. And it has potency. You know, so, and this is, a, this is it's very interesting because, you know, there's this tendency in Hindu tradition and culture, go to all these rituals. Right? And, and it just makes things complicated. Right? And if it's not complicated, then it can't be effective. Right? You have to do it this way, you have to do it that way. And, and in one sense, it is complicated. In, in the sense that Chinese Hare Krishna is simple, but Chinese Hare Krishna without offence is not so easy. It is, it is scientific in that you chant Hare Krishna but you do it with the right mentality, with the right mood. With, so that it has potency and force, it has power. But because it is so simple, Hare Krishna, you know, like three words, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Hare Hare. It's very simple. It's not complicated enough for some people. Right? And anybody can do it. Right? Anybody. So it's all, well, this, this can't be any good. Right? If anybody can do it, then it's effective, but that's, that's the mercy of Lord Chaitanya. Right? Why we pray? Krishna Pranapadaya, the most magnificent. Krishna Pranapadaya, when he is giving Krishna praying. How? Through the chain of Hare Krishna. But there's also science. There's, there's, you know, there is a specific science. And, and, and this story of Ajahnil illustrates that potency of chanting, right? And that anybody can get the benefit. He was Ajahnil had had deviated from his political upbringing, from you know, Bayan culture, if you like. Right? Yet, because he started, he made a start. And, and uh, that influence of his start was, and this is the, you know, really this is one of the benefits 
of, of Vedic culture, one of the benefits of Hindu culture, one of the benefits of birth in Bharatvasa, which is, is glorified in the previous, in the fifth canto, right? It's glorified. Uh, it's because there's this culture of chanting that in the city of Bali, you know, there's the Krishna shop, the Arjuna shop, you know, there's all of these names of Vishnu and names of the devotees. And just by chanting and remembering those names, there's potency. They're not material names, they're spiritual, pure spiritual, and they have potency, purified potency. So, the Shanghai Krishna is emphasized, we see it emphasized by Sri Prabhupada in this book also. Bhakti Yoga begins with Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, hearing and chanting of Lord Vishnu's names as in the Mahamantra. And then Prabhupada says, Mahaprabhu, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu declares the only way, Hari Nama, Hari Nama, Hari Nama, Evakevalam, three times. And and, you know, in Vedic culture, the the repetition of something three times gives it greater emphasis. And then another three times, Nasteda, Nasteda, Nasteda. So no other way, no other way, no other way. This is, so this is where we put our emphasis. If there's going to be a ritual, if there's going to be austerities performed, then it should be in the Chanya Krishna. That's what we do. That's, this is our Chanya. Right, Sankirtan Jagya Parambi Jayate Sri Krishna Sankirtanam Sarvatma Sapanam Parambi Jayate It's the purification of everybody. Right? Sarvatma that means everyone. Snapanam. We take bath, if you like, after our purification in the Chanakya Hare Krishna. And then Prabhupada says, the process of chanting the whole name of the Lord is always, and this is interesting, superbly effective. Superbly effective. What does superbly mean? Highest. Yeah, the highest, superb. It's the topmost. And that's his story. That's what this story is about. The story of Ajahnya is about, he fell. He fell. He was rejected by the Brunical culture. Uh, he was rejected by the Brunical culture. And because of his uh, influence, because of the influence of passion and ignorance, and, and, and he he was uh, uh, affected by lust, 
for Prabhupada says, interesting, Prabhupada says, Bhakti begins with Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, but then what does Prabhupada focus on? Just the chanting of Hare Krishna, because the chanting of Hare Krishna incorporates those three beginning activities. Right? Effective chanting means you're hearing, listening. And so that means, you know, the Hare Krishna mantra is clearly audible, not, you know, shnigiri, shnigiri, ram, very, very, very kind of mantras, but Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama, Hare Hare, hearing each one of those words clearly enunciated and hearing, not so easy, like as a mind goes all over the joint, but to bring it back. But then if you do, what happens? What happens when you chant the Mahamantra and hear it clearly? What happens? Yeah, you don't know why. You don't know what's happening to you because it's like, whoa! This is... This is something. Right? You become enthused. And, and, and then one naturally remembers. Well, well first of all, the one's able to see the pure self reflected in the mirror of the mind, the cleansed mind. So you know Baba gives the example of the Chinese Krishna is like cleaning the mirror of the mind so that the, the pure reflection of the self, the pure self that we see in the mirror of the mind. So we were able to product Sabhagavan Dhamyam, Prabhupada explains that this process it, it's a perfection of religion because it gives us direct perception of the self. And, and in, in the in, in, in the Chinese Hare Krishna we see the pure self, but we're also able to recognize our identity as a servant of Krishna and recognize Krishna as 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 our uh, master. And so there's that clarification of purpose. We're able, and, and also when we're chanting Hare Krishna, we're purifying our consciousness and purifying our, purifying our subtle, our, our spiritual, subtle, yes, spiritual identity, identification. And so when we hear the instructions of the literature like the Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita, which teaches the science of chanting effectively, right? it's what we've, one of our main purposes of studying the, the, the Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita and the Chaitanya Charitamrita and Nikola Devotion, our four main literatures, is to learn how to chant right? properly, purely, purely. Then when we, when we do that, then we're, we're, we're able to identify ourselves not as a material entity, but as a spiritual entity. Like, you know, our identification is with the spiritual self. And with that purification, when we hear the 
instructions of the Bhagavatam, the Bhagavad Gita, we're able to assimilate that and and utilize those instructions to perfect our chanting is really important. So why the emphasis on chanting Hare Krishna? Prabhupada's giving it because it incorporates the beginning of bhakti, the hearing, the chanting, and the remembering Prabhupada society. But it's a fact that in the chanting of Hare Krishna, we get these three, the three beginning processes of bhakti are incorporated and powerfully effective. So that after you're chanting Hare Krishna, you're remembering Krishna throughout the day. That's why we have the, you know, we have the Iskon sandwich. Ideally. You know what the Iskon sandwich is? It's probably because you're having, you're having an open sandwich. <laughs> you don't have the sandwich. You don't have, we don't put the top of the sandwich on anymore. It's still open. But you know, the Iskon sandwich was morning program and then evening program. And so you know, we started at 6.30 in the evening. At 6.30 there was a, a rush to the bathroom Right? Have a shower, put on your doki and kurta or whatever, and tilak and everything, and then come for Gora Aarti. Right? And everybody went, uh, you know, Gora Aarti was like Mongolati, had to go to Gora Aarti. And then uh, after Gora Aarti, Bhagavad Gita class. Bhagavad Gita class for everybody. So, chanting Hare Krishna and then more philosophy. So, in the morning, chant Hare Krishna, get your hands down early, worship the spiritual master, worship the deity, hear the Bhagavatam. That's the morning toast. Then Prasharam, and then in the evening, yeah, a little bit of Prasharam, shower, put your dhoni in, put your devotional clothes on, put your tilak on. Because I think, you know, we'd be able to distribution or out um, fundraising. And um, then Gora Aarti, then philosophy. Very powerful. So you go to sleep dreaming about Krishna and Arjuna or whatever people stories are told. And Prabhupada says, you know, this is this is simple village life in India. Right? Morning spiritual program, in the day go and do your daily duties, at night come home, take prasadam, chant Hare Krishna. Here, Ramayana or Mahabharata right, describes this as being the culture, right? The, the cultural practice of India that is based on the Puranas or the you know the Vedic literature basically is being the, the worship, which is basically bhakti, and then hearing and chanting. Um, and of course, you know, in a, in, in a body of Vaishnava tradition, that's Chani Hare Krishna and Prabhupada 
encourage them over again. Although it could be changed and changed in many different emotions, whatever, but primarily over the fear. A lot of potency, you know, a lot of potency in, in the Bhagavad Gita. It's the, it's the basis, actually, of so much of bhakti is, is in the Bhagavad Gita. So, um, this is why we study Ajahnaos, the life of Ajahnaos. And why we value, you know, this culture. We value the Sanskrit language because it, it's the language in which these basic texts are written or presented. And of course, it, it's described, it's Devanagiri, you know, it's, this is the language of the demigods. This is the language of the spiritual world. And it's the language of spiritual culture. It has the vocabulary within which we can describe all the material experience, but also the spiritual experience. That's why it's so important. That's, and why the Puranas are so important, because they're the histories, and especially the Bhagavad Purana, the history of, of, of Bhakti, really, the application of Bhakti. How to, you know, what the principles are, and then how to apply it. And we see here, Ajahnya, he, you know, he wasn't necessarily a, um, an adept, if you like, at Bhakti. Right? He'd fallen down. Yet, because he named his son Narayan and he was chanting the name of Krishna, he got a second chance. Right? So we have that book, what's it called? The Second Chance, isn't it? Yeah, second chance. My advice is don't. Well, don't go for the second chance. Try to do the first. <laughs> Make it. Although, you know, would you see that? I mentioned this the other day. You know, would you see that? What do you say? Start telling how Krishna get inspired, but then they kind of ease, ease off a little bit sometimes. But don't. We shouldn't do that. That's why the you know the Iskon sandwich is important. We should become adept at eating the Iskon sandwich. <laughs> Sadhana, Seva, more Sadhana. For a pure heart. And then with a pure heart we can chant. That's really what it's all about. Chanting is really with attention, with focus and attention. Does anybody have any comments or questions? Sandrika. Um, I 
explains how this interjection is shown in the how the common name doesn't actually depend on initiation. It's transcendental. Right? And so when we accept the holy name, effectively we've already taken initiation. You know, there's a letter, a very interesting letter where Prabhupada says that when you've accepted Lord Chaitanya's mission, then that's your initiation. Right? Now that's not to diminish initiation, by the way, because initiation is important. Um, and, and there's benefits from initiation because there's, there's a purification of the jagya, right? And the taking of vows. And, and, and of course, you know, adhering to sticking to those vows. So there's benefit that comes from that, from, from, that, from the initiation jagya, you know, the sense of the cross. So, but, you know, we don't actually receive the holy name from the spiritual master when we take initiation. We already got it. Right? We already got the holy name. I, 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 um, and here's an interesting example. The potency of, of books. Right? Well, not even books. I got the Mahamantra given to me on a card, which was the invitation to the Sunday feast. Right? That's how I learned to chant Hare Krishna. And I, I stuck that card up on my, my pin-up board. And, um, you know, along with the Beatles and the Who and everybody else who was there, the whole motor and whatever it was, I was into as a 16-year-old. But I had an arm hunter. And I was interested in meditation, you know, I wanted to know what was it, and I... So I learned to chant Hare Krishna from a card. Right? So, that's why Prabhupada says, the Holy, the holy Name initiates itself. Because right? I got the Mahamantra from a devotee on the street in, in Rundle Mall, Really, before I ever met a meditator or got a book, even. I remember walking down the street and I saw the, the devotee and I thought, he's going to ask me for money, so I said, Jeremy, I'm not going to give him any money. You know, yeah, he's going to give me out some money. But then he shocked me and just gave me a card. Completely disarmed <laughs> So he didn't take from me, he gave me. But he gave me the most valuable gift. Uh, the most valuable gift. And I didn't realise at the time that I took it home and stuck it up on the pinup board. And then later on, you know, I, over time I learnt. Interesting thing, uh, there's another thing that happened to me as well. I, um, when I was 18, I was 18 by that stage, I guess, yeah. And we were living in a in a high-waist apartment house on the corner of Road Terrace and the main off road. And it was going to be knocked down so they could widen the intersection. And we were living in this huge man, it was a mansion. Huge. Rooms and everything. $20 a week. It's just amazing. 
costume dolls was worth a lot more in those days. But anyway, we met this guy, and he was, for some reason or other, I chose to live with some of the most out of the people. This is that stage of my career. And, but, uh, uh, this fellow gave me a picture cut off of the Back to Godhead magazine. Right? It was back of the Back to Godhead magazine. And it was Sabuge. There's that picture of Sabuge. Right? That picture, you know, I had the Mahamantra, the card, and I had this picture of Sabuge. And I, I used to wake up in the morning and I'd see that picture. And I looked at it and I think, what are you, what, what's going on? I mean, looking at, I really like the picture, I was very attracted to that picture. And I used to look at it and think, what is going on here? This, well, six albums. <laughs> and this, you know, what does it mean? What is it? So, you know, in different ways, Krishna introduces himself through the devotees, right? But the Mahamantra, especially, it, it uh, can come to us in a variety of ways. Now, right? I used to hear the chanting on the streets, and I was, I, you know, you'd hear it. What's that? <laughs> then you hear the mantra and the Ramya. See the devotees go, whoa, what are these guys up to? But it was the mantra that was so attractive. So we have already, and, and Prabhupada, you know, Prabhupada mentions how, I mean, we teach this in the disciple course, how the, the guru should test the disciple right, before he initiates. And the disciple should test the guru. To, to, you know, to, Prabhupada said we should accept a bona fide spiritual master. So the disciple is meant to test the guru as well. And so they live together, Prabhupada says they should live together. Right? And the way Prabhupada did that, because Prabhupada, you know, didn't in, in, in the heyday of his preaching, Prabhupada barely spent, you know, three days a week in one place, and then he was off and on. But yet he was the initiating guru for the whole of his time. So Prabhupada set up a system so that if somebody wanted to be initiated, then he would, he would have his local leaders test his future disciples. So he gave the responsibility of testing his future disciples to his to the temple president. Right? And you know, he wanted that somebody could demonstrate their ability to chant Hare Krishna sixteen rounds for at least six months right? before he would initiate them. That was his way of testing his disciples. He would have him, even at initiation, uh, in, in the later years, um, Prabhupada used to chant on the beads and send them to the devotees with their names. But eventually, Prabhupada didn't even do that. He would send the names, but he would get the local GPC or the local temple president to chant on the beads. Right? 
and then they would give Prabhupada would choose the name, they would give the name, but the local leader would chant on the beach and give them to the, to the disciple. So this is the way that Prabhupada set up a practical testing process for his disciples. So, uh, um, we don't effectively, or we didn't effectively, don't effectively get the holy name given to us by our initiating group. Right? But, we do actually get that holy name through Prabhupada and through the, the spiritual master from the devotees who are following, you know, Prabhupada's instructions. So it's, you know, it's the Parampara system. And so it still has potency. It's not that, oh, I didn't get, you know, Prabhupada didn't channel my beads, my guru didn't channel my beads, oh, they're not good enough. No, the, the instructions come from Prabhupada, through the Parampara, Chanahari Krishna, through your Tektani, right? And even though we may get the holy name from somebody else, it's following in that line. And ours is not a diction line, it's a section line. Or diction's there, but it's following the instructions. And when you follow the instructions of the parampara, you're connected to the parampara. Right? So this is why the, you know, the initiation begins when we start talking about Krishna. We're connected to the parampara as we're following that, that spiritual line. So even if it hasn't come directly from parampara, It's coming through an intermediary, it still has the same potency. Right? Just like, you know, if you stick your electric, electrical device in the, in the power point and switch it on, it's as good as being connected to the power station. Even though the power station may be a long way away, you're connected. Right? You don't stick your fingers in the power point to see whether you're connected or not, you know. You'll feel it. You'll feel the potency. So we feel the potency because we're connected to the Prabhupada. We're connected to Prabhupada. Because we got the instruction of Chandra Krishna from his disciple. Or from the disciple of his disciple. It doesn't matter, the potency is still there, right? So um, the initiation is the confirmation. And the official, you know, the official recognition from Krishna, okay, yes, you're in. Right? And so there is, there is, there is, there is a surcharge, if you like, of potency comes from the initiation. Yes. <clears throat> but, um, and yeah, recognition of the practice. But we've already been practicing uh, and cultivating, preparing for that point. So that from there we can go move on, you know, further in the clearing stage of change. That's part of the the prior chitta. If there is prior chitta for, for for the bhakti yogis, it's that that's one of them, is it? That preparation. Prabhupada likens it to the cultivation of the field, the ploughing, you know, putting in the fertiliser or whatever, getting it ready for getting planting the seed. 
and the seed of the bhakti then is, uh, you know, um, officially planted in the initiation. So we can describe it like that, but actually the seed, Shramanadi, the seed comes from the hearing. Sudhachite, the process of bhakti beginning with hearing. What is it? Uh, Krishna Nichasya, the eternal perfection of Krishna praying resides within the heart of everybody. It's already there, actually. But with the purification of consciousness that starts with the hearing process, the, the purification of bhakti uh, allows that Krishna plane to rise up. It's already there, but it rises up as we, as we affect our chanting. Is that okay? Any thoughts, John? I was only going to ask you um, what's what's happening with crossways and you talking to What's happening with crossways? Well that's a that's a highly elevated and spiritual topic. <laughs> uh, what's happening with crossways? We're um, Tightening up all the loose ends. We've got a, an appointment with the health, health department inspector. Um, there may be there may be some things that they require us to do that are not yet complete. Um, we, our goal was to finish them off in this week. So that we can open the week after. Yeah. That's 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 notional, that's the idea, but it really depends. There's a there's a problem with the grease trap, it's a very old grease trap thing. And um, that may require a new cut. This is talking, so we'll see how that goes. So very, very close. Gopal's is open, Rade's is open. Gopal's is steadily increasing. Closer, so we, we, 
we, with a with a mind made of all we can feel about a hundred people in here, but you know, people don't necessarily want to follow that. So that's why we want to enforce wearing masks because that's the safest. You know, we've got to keep the, the, our staff safe and the people who visit as safe as possible. There's 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 cases of COVID in our community already. A much and this is it's going to pan out children in the schools or you know this guy at the karate club right and so from the kids it gets to the parents doesn't take much to get around so we won't we're not it's not it's just you know we do what we like it's not quite that simple so um, yeah. 100 limit, canvas limit. And so, you know, if you're in up to the level of 100, you're okay. But then if you're at front gate and there's 100 already in, you have to wait. Right, which is what happens in shops. But that's basically, that's based on the number of people. Somewhat safely, but there's no guarantees in any situation, really, because the virus is pretty tricky. So, and then we'll test it. It's not cast in stone, but we'll see how things go. And then, um, if things are going smoothly, we may up that to 150 or whatever. Because, you know, we we were getting 600 people to the Sunday feast. 400 for the Saturday feeds. And of course that's spread out over time, so we could still conceivably do that, just keep the, the number of people on campus at a, at a cap. And, um, yeah, play by ear a little bit. And, and see how it pans out in the community too, see how much of COVID is getting them out. Because, you know, um, the, the, again, the, the, well, the children had it, some of the parents got it, the parents had a meeting, some of the grandchildren went to the meeting. Uh, fortunately, the grandchildren were in Canberra. <laughs> so, they're now stuck in a motel. But they, their, their, um, their primary contacts were tested negative, fortunately. Um, and very interesting, the devotees and the devotees had to get together last weekend. And uh, a few of the women, though, but none of them, for some reason, for some reason we, don't, we can't quite work it out. But the women, maybe the ladies were talking more, but uh, that's. Unlikely. You know, the men can say, oh, you're just, you know, men yammering away, right? And then the women are talking, and then the men say, oh, you're always talking. Forgetting the fact that they just sit there talking as well. But anyway, for some reason, the men didn't get it, but the women did. Although there are, there are men who did get it, and they've got it in other circumstances, so we, we do have to be a little bit careful. 
and mainly because tourists want to keep their own people, you know, safe. But we also want to keep it the deep bush, you know. We don't want to, you know, get into a situation where the jar is uh, ill and can't do the, do the bougie or anything. We don't want to get into that situation. Although we probably can manage it, but you know, it's, there's um, dozens of services that have to be covered, and that's a bit of a nightmare for the managers. So that's why we want to try and keep people protected as much as as much as practical or as possible. Makes sense? All good. Yeah. Okay, congratulations on Michael Tanky, Jason Bob, Michael Jerry, we're all about community day, right, Krishna.